Classic. Classic. Chris, by some amazing confluence of events, I think we've pulled it together, and we, sir, are ready over here. Barry, it's been a while. You ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's ready. Oh, Barry's in the studio. I didn't know. Hey, There's Barry's that sexy here. Man. Barry, what would make our show better? Do you have a suggestion or an improvement we could make? Yeah, Barry, what are we going to need? You're going to need a couple of horses mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a couple of mules. Yes, of course. Mules. Mules. That's what I've been telling Christina forever. I'm like, where are the effing mules? Where are the mules? <laughs> That's going to be like, we should have like a cover a cover of our album where us three are sitting on mules with like cowboy Mexican hats. I think that's great. And none of it, but we're all, our backs are facing to the camera. Of course. Of course. Oh, like the three, the three anti-amigos. The anti <laughs> See what creativity happens here. And you just stumbled into the Profit First podcast. Episode 98. Oh. Mm. Oh. Amigo. Amigo! Amigo! <laughs> yeah, welcome everyone to the show. We are back. It feels like we're back. We haven't recorded in a little while, but you don't know that because we still drop two episodes a week into your lap. So welcome Ooh, to the show. You need a, a, a one of those those pop screens. The way you hit lap, you had such a strong pee, it kind of popped in my face. <laughs> really? Okay, that's, that's terrific. Not, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> please right, cut that. Cut that. One, I'm gonna right. isolate that. that yeah. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Kern. I'm the founder of Fractal Recording, and I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First and a brand new book that's circulating hard. It's called Surge. Surge. Make sure you get a copy of it. I'm joined in the studio by my colleague, my personal assistant, the office manager, and the favorite co-host of the entire show, <laughs> Christina Bulba. Hello. Yeah. And you're listening to the Profit First podcast. This is the only show on the interweb inter i love saying interweb ever, uh, ever that uh talks about profitability teaches you the alpha and omega every every freaking angle of profitability is what you learn on this show and this episode of course is no different uh, i mean it's very different but it's no different we are going to teach you uh the personality of profitability Ooh. Mm. Ooh. that's right because revenue is a must but profit is not a bust. Not a bust. That's right. You can hear our show wherever you listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and any podcatcher. Like I use podcast. Here, give, give me another one with that must one. I got. I oh, got another one. Just uh, to me. Revenue is a must, but profit is a creme brulee, creme brulee crust. Oh, that was hard to say. Does creme brulee good. have a crust? It it doesn't. That's the irony. <laughs> That's the irony. It's called irony. For God's sake, Christina. I'm sorry. Barry, I don't know how anyone could I'm like so you. so literal. You're Barry, so what literal. did you think of Mike's first response? There's no activity. No, no, giggle, no giggle. No giggle. No nothing. No nothing. Get it together, Dude, man. No giggle. Chris, where can people find this uh, wonderful show of ours? On our website, ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Go there. You mm. can see all of our episodes. You can binge listen on a weekend like a maniac. If you know, Think of the bump in profitability that will happen to your business if you binged on this show. Oh, anything? Oh, <laughs> my God. And we do have bingers. I'm, I'm looking at our comments we get back, and uh, I'll, I'll mention one maybe a few episodes from now, but the, uh, we have a, a hardcore binger um, oh. named Brittany Witt. And so, Brittany, if you're listening to the show right now, we're going to give you a shout-out in some future episode, <laughs> which will make you further binge because you don't know which episode's coming up. It's we're not tri- going to tell you. It's a mind <laughs> F. Hey, Brittany. What's up? So, so, Chris, what have you been up to, bro? 
You know, by the way, I'm going to get a new microphone pretty soon. I'm all psyched about that. You know, the audio guy, going to upgrade the old microphone. It's going to be great. But by the way, I found this cool app. My wife and I, you know, we live here in Colorado Springs. We go hiking in the mountains all the time. And we went into REI, which is like the outdoor store. And because we wanted to look at like a watch that has like an altimeter and like a, one of those watches that does everything. Yeah. So we went and we looked and it's like 400 bucks and it's pretty mm. big on your arm. So we get in the car and my wife's like, there's probably an app that does that. So she goes and she found this app called Altitude. It is so cool. It tells you your altitude, but it also tells you your speed and your mm. your average rate. Is, like You can do like a journey from here to there. It'll tell you how long it took, your average speed, your average, you know, your change in elevation. It's just tremendous app. We love it. Which if you think about it, very cool technology. That is awesome. But like, what the f do you do with that? Like, when you come back home and you're throwing back like a beer with a friend, you're like, oh, dude, I did uh, 50 feet in the air, uh, <laughs> and I I walked at you know 3.6 miles per hour. Like, where, where's the conversation go? Well, how many apps are on your phone that you don't use? Oh, like all of them. <laughs> all but no, of them. it's cool. Like for instance, we went to Canyon City, which is about 40 miles away. And we mm. live here in Colorado Springs. We're, I found out my house, using this app, I found out my house is at an altitude of 6680. Mm. And Canyon City is like... useless 50- information, people. <laughs> and Canyon City is like 5200. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thin air up there, bro. So, you know, my update's are kind of the same thing. My neighbor, Art, he's biking again. And um, he took like three, four months off. I kept on biking. Mm. So now I'm kicking his ass. He's lost his cardio. This last time we went out yesterday, he's like, um, hey, man, you got that iWatch. And he's like, "What does it track your biking? I said, yeah. He goes, well, does it track your top speed? So I look through it. It tracks average speed, height, all the stuff Chris was talking about, but it doesn't track top speed. He's like, God, that thing's bullshit. Like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's not so funny. I'm judged on the top speed that my iWatch can measure. Oh. Kind of funny. Wow. Christina, I understand we got some uh, shout-outs, uh, some feedback from our community. What's the one you got for us today? We did. We actually got a little letter Type into up. the office from a past event that you spoke at. And uh, this comes from Kathleen. Who's in Alaska, by the way. Kathleen. Oh, is she? She did not tell she, me that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird to open the sentence and say, Hi, my name's Kathleen. I'm in Alaska. <laughs> anyway, um, Kathleen says that... You know, she thanks you so much for hosting the event. Uh, she says your love and care for us showed in your generously sharing your marketing hacks, time spent listening and encouraging, your humor, your counsel, and vulnerability and honesty. As I told you while we were there, I didn't know you before and yet feel an instant connection. I so appreciate your raw honesty and encouragement. Thank you, especially for spending one-on-one time with me. It was uh, sacred and priceless. Isn't that awesome? That is pretty awesome. So yeah. Kathleen goes oh, by yeah. Kathy. Yeah, that's right, Barry. Um, I don't do many, like, I don't do uh, conferences uh, or co- I shouldn't say conferences. I don't do coaching or those mm. one-on-one things often. This is the first time I've done something like this in two or three years. I did it with uh, my colleague, Michael Port, mm-hmm. an amazing event. And what we did is we rented a house, uh, like a mansion. You actually, Christine, you helped us find, we were looking at hotels did. and stuff. We find this mansion. 20 of us pack in this place, which it was a mansion, so it really wasn't packing in. It was, it was, I just kind of live the luxury. But to wake up in the morning at, you know, six in the morning and you're walking with the messy hair everywhere and you're walking to get a cup of coffee and then you're, you're seeing someone that you're going to be working with through the day. And then the last thing you do before you go to sleep is just, you say goodnight to these folks and you're right off the bed. To live together for five days and do an experience together, nothing like I've ever had in my life. Mm. It was no longer kind of like you're the guy on stage talking and then you get, 
ushered out the door and you're off to the next event. This was actually living with with funny folks that have read my books and Michael Port's books. It was a wildly cool event. So much so that we're thinking about doing it again in the next like, two or three years. Wow. Because <laughs> it's, it's a Herculean effort to do it. All right. You know her name. And I'm talking to you, listener. Her name is Vicki Musney. You know that name because she is a certified personality trainer and is the author of Personalities for Business and also co-author for Personalities for Educators. See the little trend there, personalities? Oh, I did. Mm. So here's the deal, yo. Vicky is friends with a mutual friend of mine, Jason Spencer. And Jason's like, dude, if there's one person you have to have on the show, it's Vicky. She has the ability and the training and the tools to measure people's personalities, which when you know someone's personality, what motivates them, what drives them, you can then speak to that and get the most out of somebody else. Or if you know your own personality, get the most of yourself. So, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Vicky Musney. Welcome to the show, Vicky. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm surprised you're still here after our seven hours of ramble prior to you coming <laughs> I know. Up. That's fun to get a little glimpse in what's been going on in your world. <laughs> hey, here's a question for you. How quickly can you kind of measure up someone else's personality? It depends a little bit on how you're first meeting them, because sometimes especially in a client situation. Sometimes that happens in person, but sometimes our first interaction is over the phone or through an email inquiry. So you have to learn to work with the information that you have. If you're meeting in person and you have a lot of visual clues and those nonverbals and the body language and what they're wearing, it's much faster. But if you're just dealing with, you know, a paragraph or a few questions they answered on an online survey or even in a phone conversation, you have you can listen to, you know, voice and things like that. But it depends on what you have to work with. And then there are some personalities that you can identify a lot faster and just because they're the easiest to identify and others that you kind of have to do a little bit more detective work on. I'm sure you broke so, down Michalowicz. I know. I was about to say. I want. I want the breakdown, Vicky. What do you think? I want your quick assessment of Christina, who you've just heard, Chris, and myself. Do you mind giving us a quick assessment? Um, yes. Well, most of you sound like it's funny. I'm, I wish I could see you visually. We're all just, naked. You again, don't. Going oh from, my god. Going don't from the, that. the voice clues, and part of it could just be the camaraderie, but the vibe I get from you guys is is the ye- what I would call a yellow-red. And that's that extroverted and outgoing. And the yellow tends to be a little bit more on the playful side. And the reds tend to be a little bit more on the task side. So even just things like how fast the bite goes and how important that is, that quickly in my mind goes, oh, that's a red trait. Anything that has to do with speed and efficiency and uh, competing with someone that's very those are signs of a red but the fact that you can all laugh and joke about it and you were planning a photo shoot with mules and uh, sombreros <laughs> you know that's that's all that's all yellow stuff <laughs> i love it i love it and what is the blend of yellow and red like what's that color is it just orange i guess it's, oh orange orange <laughs> yeah, some people call it orange i i teach a system that basically is one of the four quadrant systems and there's a lot of great personality systems out there in fact, the people that I trained under and got my certification through, they still use different words to identify those four quadrants. Have you ever heard anybody talk about sanguine, melancholy, phlegmatic, and choleric? Those are the words that they use, but they're rooted in the in Greek terminology, and it just, they carry weird connotations today. So I have just 
started teaching the same concepts, but simply with the colors that they use to identify, because I think it's a little bit faster for people to recognize. So if I describe yellow as a sunny, bright personality, you instantly can have that picture in your mind. You know, oh yeah, yellow sun, I get that. Or if I talk about a red personality, you can picture, you know, that on the go, high energy, you know, kind of fiery personality. Versus if I talk about a blue or a green and I tell you think when I say blue, I want you to think about deep blue oceans. Blues think deeply about things. There's a lot of layers to what they go on. They want a lot of details about things. And then greens, if I tell you just imagine a peaceful green meadow, you've got that picture in your mind. Those are your peacemakers. They're your cool, calm and collected, easygoing people. So I can just even that short, what was that, 20 seconds? Mm -hmm. can give you enough information that when I mention those colors, you're picturing the same thing that I am. And I think that's part of what's valuable about this kind of training is you have to be speaking the same language mm. and categorizing people the same way. And so if I can help you do that in a way that doesn't require you to learn a whole new vocabulary, it'll be that much more efficient and easy for you to start applying it. What are the advantages of measuring someone else's personality? A lot of times people don't know how to say what they really want, especially in a buying situation. They may go in with this vague idea or they may just not want to talk to you. And if you as the business owner can figure out more quickly what they want, what they need, what they're looking for, what matters to them, you can A, just not annoy them. Because there are some people that don't want to be spoken to. I mean, if you picture going into that retail setting and the, you know, the staff has been trained that you have to say hi to every person as they walk in the store and welcome them a certain way. Mm-hmm. Some people like that. Other people find that really annoying. And so to the idea that you want to treat all your clients the same way doesn't really make sense to me because all of your customers have different personalities. If you can figure that out sooner and treat them individually the way that they want to be treated, you're going to establish better relationships and consequently be able to serve them better, which translates into selling more stuff and turning a higher profit. Yeah, now you're talking my language. (laughs) So you went through extensive training and certifications. This sounds a little daunting, can anyone learn this process? And if, if, if the answer is yes, by the way, I want to learn the process right now. There's Obviously, there's levels. And the, you can sign up. You could go through the same training that I did if you really want to. And I recommend it. It's, it's fabulous. I can give you a link after the show and uh, show you where you can go and learn more. But there's also there's the tests available. And I think everybody's probably taken some kind of personality assessment at one point or another. And I love them. And I still use the Wired That Way personality test. And if I'm doing one of my longer workshops, I'll have people take that or I make that available after I I present. But what I tell people is there's so many situations in life where you can't just say to someone, hey, I'm really having trouble understanding you. Or you look like you'd be a potential client and I want to sell you more stuff. Could you take this 40 question test so I can figure you out? Right. Which I tried once, by the way, was not so successful. (laughs) No, especially in a business setting. I think you can do that with employees and staff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that can be a really great team building situation. Um, But it just doesn't work in in an owner-client situation or a salesperson customer. It just doesn't work there. So you have to be able to make some what I call educated guesses based upon what you can see and hear and experience from that person. 
and that way you can kind of say okay I think this person pro is probably a green they're gonna need a little bit more time they don't want me to pressure them if they're if they're cool calm and collected and they value peace above everything else I don't want to interrupt their train of thought they will probably process things a little bit more slowly so I should lower the pace in which I speak, maybe even lower my voice a little bit, because sometimes as a yellow-red, my loud personality can be intimidating to blues mm. and greens. So if I mm. can recognize that about someone and change the way I'm speaking so that they feel more comfortable, they're more likely to trust me and believe that I really do have their best interest at heart and that I have the product or the solution or the service that they are looking for. Now, don't you feel uncomfortable, or maybe the word's inauthentic. If, if you have to change who you are to cater to someone else's personality, are you being inauthentic? I can see why it would feel like that in the beginning, but I think when we step back and realize, part of us, especially those of us that have that strong red personality and just want to get things done and make things happen quickly, we just feel like it would be a lot easier if everyone that we meet and everyone we work with just thought like us. And if they could come to the same conclusions that we did as quickly as we came to them, then everything would be really easy. But we can't change anyone else. Dang. So if we're going to do something to try to improve communication, to try to improve the sales process or the business relationship, the only person we can change is ourselves. So it's not that I'm trying to become someone else. It's that I'm trying to be aware of the person I want to connect with and find out what they really need. Most of our members and clients and people I work with uh, and everyone listening to this show does the majority of their sales over the phone, maybe someone over email, but there's a phone communication. Less and less is face-to-face. -face. Can you give us some quick tips that if you and I are having a phone conversation, what should I be looking for specifically and then how should I adjust to make them feel most comfortable? Absolutely. The first thing you can do is listen to their pacing and their, their range of their voice. Are they speaking really quickly and they're really excited and they want to share a lot of information and they have their questions and they're really high energy? Then you need to be high energy. Then you need to match that the best that you can. And in your head, you start thinking, okay, they're probably a yellow or a red. And then you can get a vibe from there. If they lean, if I, what I call lean yellow, they're more in for the fun and they you know they're the people person so they're looking for a connection with you as a salesperson and they're okay they're going to start telling you stories about whatever it is that they're working on they're planning a party and they're trying to you know buy uh, party favors from you or whatever the situation is go ahead and if they're telling you stories listen to those stories ask them another question because they want to share that's what yellows need mm. The red, though, can be high energy, but they're much more to the point usually. If they're just, okay, I know what I'm looking for. This is what I want. Do you have this, this, and this, and this color, and this size? Be direct. The reds don't necessarily want your stories. They're, that high energy and that pacing comes from their need for efficiency. So they don't want to hear your stories. They don't, you know, they don't want any more information than the questions that they're asking. So if you can meet that need and just kind of mirror that tone and that pace, you're going to connect more quickly. Greens tend to be a little bit more, they're the opposite of, of the red on, on the chart that I show. And, and they're the exact opposite in real life. They tend to need longer to figure things out. They maybe don't know exactly what they're looking for. They've got vague ideas, but they're overwhelmed with all of the choices. They have trouble making decisions sometimes. So for greens, what I recommend, if you're hearing that overwhelmed sense or getting that vibe that they don't really know, limit the choices. 
just say it sounds like what you need is A or B. But if you start telling them about C and D and E and all of these other options, they're going to just go back into that overwhelmed mode and not want to make a decision. Blues are the ones that tend to like the details the most. So like the greens, they tend to process a little more slowly, but it's because they're analyzing everything. So they're the ones that are going to ask you the most questions typically. They're going to want to see the references from past clients. They're going to ask you for statistics for, you know, how many of a certain unit you've sold or how many times you've, you know, sold this package or whatever it is. How many clients have you served? How long have you been in business? What kind of insurance policies you have that relate to the service oh you're God, offering? I already want to kill myself just listening to those <laughs> questions they're asking me. But again, if you want that client, right, and that's how they are processing, you have to say to yourself, okay, if I want to make this sale, I have to sell to them the way that they want to buy. I can't make them buy like a red or a yellow because that's not them. And don't you also have to maintain the relationship going forward in that same position? Yes, I tell people whatever you're... Um, whatever software you use to do your customer service management, whatever it is, you should find a way to label them, whether you're just oh, highlighting good. their that name in a certain color so that down the road when you're going to revisit and uh, you know prospect some more, offer them some more services, that you kind of go, oh yeah, this person is a yellow. I should ask them what they've been up to, what they did over the weekend. You know, Let them tell me a story because it's going to help reestablish that connection. Or if they're a blue and you're all hyped up on coffee, you might want to wait until after your lunch break when you're a little <laughs> bit more mellow and then make that call. Mm. I'm totally wondering if like the blue person who's all into the details and is going to take their time, would they be, in general, would they be a less profitable type of a client? Like do certain businesses say, I only want to work with reds and yellows and get it done quicker? It's hard to say with such a broad audience. If we were, if I knew a specific industry, you know, it'd be a little bit easier for me to analyze. But blues, the the thing I love about blues is they because they do their research. Once they've made a decision, they're very loyal. If they've researched you and you've answered all of their questions satisfactorily, and they feel confident with you that you can provide the service or product they're looking for you will have a customer for life Got it. if you continue to treat them you know, in, with the same level of service. And what about measuring our own personalities? I mean, isn't it, don't we already know ourselves? Is it, do we really have to test ourselves? And if, even if we do, what's the value of knowing more about ourselves? With every personality, there come natural strengths and natural weaknesses. So when I coach personalities, my goal is to not teach people, oh, there's this one personality that you want to try to become. You need to train yourself to be like this color. It's to understand who you are and then identify where you fall and the strengths and weaknesses that are typical for each one and say, yeah, I really actually see. Like as a red, I can be a natural leader. I can get a lot done. My last book that I wrote with my business partner, we wrote our whole manuscript in less than seven weeks. What? <laughs> yes. We, I came to him in October of last year and said, hey, I have this idea for a book. We wrote the outline 
in December or in November, and we had our first draft done before Christmas at oh. Books in Hand in January That's because impressive. we're both Reds and we it's were like- very driven and very focused. But sometimes as a Red, some of the negative things that I experience, I can be really bossy. I can be insensitive to things that other people want. I can get frustrated really easily if people don't get to the same conclusion that I did about a certain situation in the same limited amount of time. You know, because Reds are great at sizing up a situation and knowing what needs to happen. But if other people need more time to process and they want to, you know, analyze a different angle or think about it from a different perspective, Reds can be really impatient. And I know this is a business uh, focused call, but this happens in real life and in marriage too. And as a red who's married to a green and we run a business together, we have oh, all sounds... kinds of situations yeah, where that sounds like personalities fast. and understanding them come into play. Hmm. So uh, we recorded uh, in advance of this, some people, uh, we did certain phone calls to see if you could just kind of give us a direction of their personality type just by listening to their voice. Is that cool if we play some of these clips? Sure. Okay. Okay, so this was a sale uh, call I made yesterday. And I asked the customer, I'm only going to play their side, but at the very end of the call, I said to them, so are you ready to proceed? And here's what they said. No! <laughs> what, what kind of personality is that, would you say? <laughs> Blues and greens both tend to not jump at the opportunity for a sale right away. They're the ones most likely to come back to you with a, a no or a not right now, or I need more time to think about it. So the key in those cases is having a plan for following up that makes that person feel comfortable. And then if you're a yellow, you need to make sure that you have a plan to actually do it. Cause that's mm-hmm. part of the problem. The reasons the yellows wanna close right then is because we're gonna move on to the next thing or the next customer and we forget to go back cause we don't always have great systems in place for following up. So that's why it's important for yellows to understand, oh, this is a weakness of mine. I need to have, you know, I need to maybe get some help from a blue friend so I can figure out how to have a better system for following up on potential blue clients. Because if they say, I want more time to think about it, you need to be able to come back with an answer of, when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? Would you like me to call you next Wednesday? Right. And then establish that before you end the conversation. You can't just leave it open-ended because they'll keep thinking about it. You'll forget about it or you won't know when or how to follow up in a way that makes them feel comfortable. Mm, mm. And especially for greens, because greens are driven by comfort. So just specifically saying to them, when is a good time for me to contact you? So in that analysis of that voice, just because I have a little advantage, uh, that was Darth Vader, by the way, from (laughs) Star Wars. Um, I assume definitely, Darth Vader, I assume, is a big time red, right? I mean, (laughs) his way or the highway, or he'll choke you out. Very much, very much so. And again, you can see some red strengths and some red weaknesses if you're, you know, analyzing Darth Vader. And then uh, here's one from Chris's wife after uh, I said, are you guys going to come back to New Jersey? Here's her, his wife. Oh, hell no. What, <laughs> what, um, what kind of color is she? That, that would be a red. That's what I thought. That would be a red response. Mm-hmm. Good That's job. A, well done. Yeah. So, uh, so for, well, thanks for a question. Yeah. From a business owner standpoint, if I'm a business owner, I'm making decisions because I already know I'm a, I'm a red. I'm very red. Um, can, can I, I run a business. If I'm mm-hmm. a little more quick to make decisions and size things up and just get it done, get it done, does it... Does that hurt my profitability? Like, is that, am I shooting myself in the foot sometimes or? I'll be honest. Sometimes the biggest struggle for reds is because they are so get it done, get it done, get it done. 
they tend to not invest enough time in the relationship. Mm. And people like to buy from people that they know, like, and trust. I mean, how many times have we all heard that? They want a human connection. And if you get so caught up in the go, 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 do, 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 let's close this sale that you don't make them feel like a person that matters, then they might buy from you that one time because it's efficient, but they may not bring them back to you to purchase from you again if they, so, if they didn't feel valued. Right. I understand that's in a sales situation. I'm talking about like I own a company. I'm making decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm hiring people. I'm, I'm running a company. Like... Maybe you know the answer to this, Mike. Is there one color that's better as an owner of a company, or what do I have to? What do people need to know? <laughs> I gotta reflect that back to Vicky. What's your thoughts, Vicky? It's important that you understand your strengths and weaknesses. So for me, as a red owner, I want to get stuff done, but I recognize where you have to know where your weaknesses are. For me, I'm not good with the details. So as my company started growing and I started hiring more employees, the first thing I knew I needed was to hire a payroll service because I'm not good at bookkeeping and record keeping and those kind of details. I love the hiring side and I think you'd be great in this position, boom, you're hired. But then I needed somebody to make sure that the rest of the stuff was happening properly. So you've got to know within the red personality, what are you good at and what are you not good at? You know, Do you need someone every now and then to slow you down and say, are there details that we're missing? Because reds see the end result and we, formulate this plan to get there so quickly sometimes that there may be things that are, you know, we're not seeing because we've got that tunnel vision going and we sometimes need someone, a partner or a friend, a colleague that you trust to say, Hey, am I missing some details or am I really on the right track? Hey, Vicky, where can, oh, it totally does. Yeah. Vicky, where can people learn more about you? And I know you got some cool stuff you're giving away. What do they do? Yeah, my website is vickimusney.com. The whole trick is just spelling it the same way that I do, V-I-C-K-I-E-M-U-S-N-I.com. But I am the only Vicky Musney um, on social media that I have found, so I'm pretty easy to find. I share a lot of personality-related things on my Facebook page as well, on my professional page, so you can like and follow that page. And some of it is just fun uh, memes that make me laugh that you know, really show a particular personality trait. And then I'll also post from different events, places where I've been speaking. And I do meme contests when I do live seminars and workshops. I have people make memes of the things that they're learning. And so I'll share those on my page after an event as well. Yeah, if you share things that make you laugh, I'm hearing a little bit of yellow going on. <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm a red-yellow split. I'm Actually, I'm a 50-50 within, within two points depending on when I take that test, what's going on that day. But I'm very much the red-yellow split. I hear, and I'm not sure if it's true, but I hear the best people in the world are red-yellow splits. Because I (laughs) I think that's what I am, too. They're probably (laughs) the most visible people. Yeah. But I wouldn't say they're the best. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. You know, I think it's natural for us red-yellows to feel that way. But then you go and you, you know, learn from someone... um, like Susan Cain in her her TED talk, you know, when you realize how oh, there are a lot of a lot of other really valuable strengths that those blues and greens possess sure. and things that we can learn from. So absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> Vicky, thanks for coming on the show with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Vicky. Okay. So you know, Chris, being such a the red side of me kicked out, uh, and I, I skipped over our corporate partners. 
Yeah, I, I wish this episode was longer. I had a couple questions too. Oh, you, you know, you, you got to punch my. I try. What's your question? I got, I got twenty seconds for you. Raise What's your the question? fly swatter when you have a question. Yeah, no, I know it's oh, missing. No, I was just gonna to say, you know, I know especially in the accounting and bookkeeping industries, there tend to be a lot more people who may fall on the blue green side. And what is your advice to those people who deal with clients or potential clients who are more the fiery yellows and reds with the vibrant personalities and they're more introverted? What tips can you? give them to prepare for those type of calls when they're not used to high energy people if you are the blue or the green and you know you're going to be dealing with that red yellow you need to do that when you are absolutely at your best and you can do those those power stances that people talk about you know standing like wonder woman for two minutes um, before you make that call if you need to mike does that Amy Cuddy. I'm ready to invisible lasso yeah, she, she recommends that. But it works. But just psych yourself up for that and prepare yourself. And then if you know that call is going to be draining a lot of energy for you, then make sure you plan something else that you find relaxing or is more in your natural comfort zone so that you can come down and go, oh, this is where I like to be. That took a lot out of me, but now I'm going to focus on this task that I like better. Awesome. So Thank I, you. I think, Christina, <laughs> I have a question for you. Is What if the two guys you work for are ultra red and the office is usually 100 degrees and humid? <laughs> and you have to deal with that for 12 hours straight. How do you deal with that? Oh, it's crazy. That's, That's why frightening. I have my own little fan. <laughs> oh, I know. Nice. I know. All right, Vicky. thanks for answering that one. Uh, we got to mm-hmm. rock and roll now. Our corporate partners. Corporate partners. You know who makes the show possible? It's Fundera. It's Fundbox. It's mm. Nextiva. And it's Receipt Bank. So I want to thank all of them for supporting us. I was just actually hanging out with all of those companies uh, this about a week ago from this re- prior to us recording this at Scaling New Heights in the Bahamas. Awesome businesses. And uh, let me tell you real quickly what they all do. Is that cool, Chris? Do we have Let's time do it. Time? Let's rock Let's it. it. Fundera. Fundera. Loan source. You know, you're a small business, you need to loan. Maybe you want to take some of these personality tests. I don't, Vicky didn't share that they cost $10,000 per test. <laughs> no, they don't. But they, but if they did, Fundera might be your source to, to get those funds. Um, from hiring uh, and building out your staff, uh, funding payroll, to buying equipment, Fundera is the one-stop shop. Fundbox, who is just a, an adorable company, they... Uh, will finance your invoices. So say you have an invoice out to a client. I, I have a big invoice, a massive invoice that just went out for some speaking gigs mm-hmm. with Sage. They're taking their time, which is cool. They're a large corporation. Fundbox said, oh, we'll release those funds to you today, 100%. We'll give you all that money, and then when Sage pays you, just refund it to us. Mm-hmm. Now, because we do profit first here, I'm not in a position to even need that, but it's an option. Plus, they take a little service fee, so they're pretty like pumping that. Um, but they're a great company. Nextiva is a voiceover IP phone system, the best in the world, and literally the nicest people in the world, um, and just avid supporters. And actually, in Surge, I wrote about Nextiva. I, I went to their corporate offices and studied their history. They are the fastest growing company in their category. I mean, by far. Uh, they have companies offering to buy them out because they're growing so quickly so often, every day. And they're, they're turning down every single one. So they're really onto something there. And part of it is because they're good people. Their their personality type is uh, green, red, yellow, and blue. They got the whole <laughs> mix. They're rainbows over there. And then Receipt Bank is um, a, a new way to track receipts. You have to track your expenses. You can use Receipt Bank. Bank is a downloadable app. Scan in your receipts. Anything you spend, it'll track all of it for you, plus so much more. So please do check out our corporate partners. They probably have some services that you need in your business. And they're Oof. great people. We love them. Thanks, Mike. And they're, they're just extraordinary people. 
extraordinary people. Damien Greatheads, who we're working with over at uh, Receipt Bank, and just a great guy. Nice. We try. We should try to get him on the Profit First podcast. Yeah, we should. We should. Doesn't mean we will because we're a little bit disorganized, but we'll try. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris. What was your biggest takeaway of the day? That's right. We're all going to talk about what we learned. Uh, I like when she brought up these the idea of strengths and weaknesses, knowing your strengths and weaknesses. I actually just took a strengths test. Actually, it was about a year ago, but um, it 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 identified my top five strengths. And it's funny; they're all like you know futuristic, idealistic, like uh, intellection. It's like all like future looking and mental and strategy. And and I thought that was really helpful because that's how I that's how I really see things, you know. And I'm not like a people person. Like I'm not like, hey, let's hang around for five hours and just chat about the weather and all that. Like there's a time for some of that, but uh, so I think this. In, in addition to the colors and the personality traits, strength, knowing your strengths and weaknesses is huge. And even from like when I asked her about owning a company. I, strengths and weaknesses might even be more important in terms of owning a company and remaining profitable. I don't know. Maybe that's my opinion. Hmm. I like your opinion. Christina, yeah. I, want, I want to like your opinion too. What is it? <laughs> no, spinning off of that, I think it's important to think of when you do own a company, um, the employees that you're going to hire, not necessarily sticking with all yellows and reds to have that that's right. diversity and to, like I'm more of a red green. I know, I think Aaron would be like a yellow red. You know, like we're all kind of a little bit different. We have similar qualities, but I think if we're all well-rounded, it, you keep each other in check and it runs yeah. the office more efficiently. I love that. No, I think we got an extraordinary, a truly extraordinary team here. And I think it's because we're different personalities. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Lumberjack just sitting over there right now, <laughs> rubbing his beard. You want to come over, Lumberjack? Real quick, here he comes. Can we get a, some wisdom yeah. from the lumberjack? Yeah, um, give him the headset. Yeah, thanks. Give him the cans, real quick. So, uh, lumberjack, you can hear me. What do you think the importance of a diverse personality set at the office is? That good or bad? I think it's fantastic. Can All you right. hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got you loud and clear. All right, it's Hawaiian lumberjack. By oh the way. yeah, it's right. We we Summertime renamed right. it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna have Hawaiian Day now. Uh, once. A- once every month, not, right? Not once a week. Let's not overdo it. <laughs> yeah, once a month. Once a what, month. Once a month. But but Ron's saying he needs variety, so we might not do Hawaiian <laughs> shirts every month. We might have to do a little variety. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the insights, Hawaiian lumberjack. Appreciate it. All right, see you. We'll see you, man. So um, here's the Bruh. insight. Oh, he wants a bra button. Bruh. I'm sorry. He gets upset when I don't hit the bra button. So I'll find it here. When I find it, I'll play it. Okay. Here's the takeaway I got. Um, here it is. Oops. Bruh, bruh. So, um, she, Vicky said, label personality types, personality types in your CRM. You know, we deal with hundreds of people here mm. uh, actively. So, any given week, we speak. Mike uh, Lumberjack there maybe speak with 30, 40 people. He doesn't know who he's dealing with. And Ron is introducing him to an organization. Michael Lumberjack, maybe the first person to speak with him. We should be coding it. So, I actually want to do that. I thought that was a killer takeaway. Yeah. And, you know, it's no like trust. We, we feel we like people who are like us. So to emulate people is not manipulating them. It's actually catering to their comfort. It, it builds no like and trust. So that was my takeaways. That's it? That's the transfer to you, bro. That's wow. So this has been great. Bruh. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Again, you can give us a rating or a review in iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. You can hear us everywhere as a podcast. You can go to our website, that's where you want to go, the website. If you haven't been there recently, check it out. ProfitFirstPodcast.com. There's funny pictures of Mike. That's all I got to say. What more <laughs> do I need to say? 
Just go to the website, check it out. You can binge listen to our show. We really appreciate uh, everybody listening. And the other contributor to the show is Profit First Professionals. Now, this is something... This is affecting the profit of so many businesses worldwide. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We we have clientele globally from Russia to... Some of them rhymes with an R. To Rutgers. <laughs> uh, and everything in between. Um, even though Rutgers is a school. But we work with people all over the world. And uh, we can help you too. Profit is the most important part of your business. Boom. Maybe you're saying, I got to grow. Maybe you're saying, I need more employees. Maybe I need more clients. Maybe I need more. Why? Because you want and need more profit. I wrote a book called Profit First. We subsequently built an organization around it of accountants and bookkeepers and business experts who know all the nuances of Profit First. Regardless of the vertical you're in, we have people bringing more profit to the Amazon sellers industry, to the trucking industry, to the Hawaiian shirt industry, I'm sure. (laughs) We're helping. But here's what you got to do. Take the first step. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. When you go there, click on the Find button. Tell us about your business and what your your profitability goals are. And then one of our colleagues, one of our first professionals, will consult you through the process and help you become more profitable. Boom. That's and then, then you could buy. Then with all those profits, you could buy this show. We could be broadcasting out of your <laughs> office. <laughs> wow. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So thanks for listening, everybody. Next episode, Mike. Dude, so I had a run-in with J.J. Ramberg, the host of MSNBC, today. I'm going to tell you uh, next week what happened. And we have a guest, Jonathan Patochnik. <laughs> thank God. Thank God I got the uh, this phonetics here. Nailed uh, it. Jonathan Patochnik is going to be coming on, and we're talking about what he's done to go from working in a business to on a business. You know, so many people need and want to do this. Here's a guy who's lived through it, and he's going to tell you specifically the dilemmas that entrepreneurs have in making this transition. So listen in. That's it. May the profit be with you. See y'all. Oh, it's Patochnik. There it is. Potoshnik. Potoshnik. Oh! Oh, for God's sake, We're going to fade it. Oh, boy. We're going to fade it. See y'all next time. See ya.